Hey guys, listen up. Me and Kerry here at Our Scotch and King Socket Podcast Show are really trying to be innovative, forward thinking. We really need trying to increase the experience for you guys, our listeners. You guys are the most important for us. And we got this opportunity, right? Right, Kerry? We, we got did. this opportunity. We did. We had this great opportunity to put up a really special episode. For us and for you guys as well. And the special episode is really like, it's a trip. Mm. It's a trip that me and Kerry went to New York to watch New York Rebels play against New England Revolution. Yeah. But also try to find a nice place to go and watch the Arsenal game. Yep. FA Cup final against Chelsea at an Arsenal bar. Among Arsenal supporters, it'd be a great experience. I mean, now we're actually sitting here knowing that we're done the trip. Mm-hmm. And it's such a nice uh, pride in it, you know? Sure. It's such a nice pride in it. And um, we want to capture some of the New York City feeling. Yeah. But also provide you guys how it is for supporters to watch a game from uh, watch a game on TV but also the difference between watching on TV and live yeah yeah among <laughs> i guess the difference of you know arsenal fans of premier league fans but there's like difference with mls fans you know but going to that stadium yes the atmosphere around the stadium yeah. all the festivities around it exactly. comparing that with the atmosphere at a at a compact but very nice bar in the basement in yeah. Manhattan, very dark. So when you actually go out in the halftime, it was so bright. It was, bright. <laughs> it was so bright. So it's so much more. It's so much more. So we're very happy that you guys will follow us on this trip and listening to our twentieth episode of Milestone there. Oh, they deserve this. Yeah, yeah. Y'all deserve it. Y'all that followed us from the beginning to now, y'all deserve this special episode to come with us. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm here at Atlanta Hodgefield Jackson, the airport in Atlanta. It's one of the busiest airports in the world. It doesn't feel like it. It's not as busy that you could find other airports to be however if you live in Atlanta you could see at least one or two airplanes in the sky if you look up you will find one or two airplanes in the sky I can guarantee you that I'm here at the airport and we're going to New York it's Carrie's birthday so we gotta go to New York we gotta watch New York Rebels, his favorite team, play against New England Revolution. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see New York, walk around, and uh, enjoy the big city. Enjoy the big apple. Let's see what New York got. And we want you guys to follow us on this trip too. We want to give you a good live report on our from our trip from the games and even from the people we meet it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be really really exciting right now I need a coffee as soon I will meet up with Kerry and Kelly is also on this trip 
so we are bound to fly to New York soon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the the Oscar and King Sucker Podcast Show. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn, now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow, but I'll be hood forever, I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Alright, alright, I'm in Brooklyn, I'm going to meet up with Kerry, he's going to come here where I am, I've been doing some shopping, that's what you gotta do when you're in New York, fresh up the style, and see how his flat was, if he could find his place easy and, uh, and talk about the trip that we're going to do together and uh, I see him, he's on his way Kerry! What's up? Hey man! See you! Dude! We're here! We're here man! How was the flat? Was it good? It was pretty nice actually, really nice. Yeah. I sat next to you guys, didn't talk at all, chill, perfect. I mean, we had to get up early. You too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, not quite as early as here. Yeah. Um, and we're here in Brooklyn now. We are. We and are. Uh, I done some shopping while I was waiting for you. Okay. So I know it's early, <laughs> but you know I, I had to do it for no, a trip. Get it going you know? right off yeah, right the bat. It's already packed with a lot of people, even though it's pretty early today. And this is very vibrant, vibrant part yeah. of the town. I mean, dude, as soon as I got here, as soon as I ordered the Uber to where we were meeting up, yeah, instantly you see so many different types of people. You're right. Ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's like literally like a melting pot. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, everybody says that about New York, but it's it's. Uh, you know, I heard that Atlanta is very diverse, one of the yeah. best diverse cities, but. If you look at the amount of people and nationalities and where they come from, New York has to be I know. number one, yeah, man. Yeah. Not just nationalities, but I mean different religions, different all shapes and sizes, all everything. Really? And it's very different from Atlanta. Yeah. It's very yeah. different from Atlanta. So that's, you know, just cool to kind of grasp and see and look around and walk. And oh, I'm yeah. sure we're going to do a lot of walk on this trip too, right? I know. I know. But I mean, it's fun because there's something about this New York air it's the vibe around around the city that the cars exactly the, the cabs cars. the trains um we have really interesting things going on we will go to new york city arsenal supporters group yeah yeah we will watch the FA cup final with arsenal fans yeah. and we're super excited to get this opportunity and um, you know we talked about it. Hopefully, we can find uh, whoever it is organizing, nah. organizing this. Organizing it. Oh, yeah. That's one of the words, right? That's pretty hard. And uh, after that final, we will try to uh, start slowly walking to... Or take the train to New Jersey mm. to watch... Oh, yeah. The New York Red Bulls, man. I mean, how the excited New are Red you? Bulls. It's like your first MLS game for New York Red Bulls that you're going to watch in, New York. in New York. At Red Bull Arena. I can't wait. can't wait. I mean, it's your birthday, too. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. And this is our gift to you. And it's going to be really great. Um, it's going to be nice to experience two totally different events, if you might say. You know? Yeah. One... One with the Arsenal, only supporters. One as a Red Bull fan, actually see a live game. I know. I know. I'm also actually excited to see what uh, 
how many Arsenal supporters, seeing as they live in New York, may also be Red Bull supporters or even you know, New York City FC supporters or something. It's but, right. It's uh, right. Interesting to see that overlap. Uh, and also see how the Arsenal fans going to turn up, right? Like, yeah. are, are, are they going to sing? Are they going to chant? And we all want to bring you guys on this trip with us. We want you guys to experience um, what we kind of see and feel. And uh, hopefully we can bring in some good sun bites throughout the trip yeah. from the Arsenal game, from the Red Bulls game, and, and, and different things that we will do too, right? Oh yeah, this is going to be an experience for us. So it should be a good experience for you too. So what are we doing next? What are we doing next? Should we do Times Square, Empire State Building, Should Broadway. We do Broadway, Soho? I, I mean, there's so many options that we could do in New York. So we're just gonna pick one. I'm fine. I'm fine with just seeing where the city takes me. This city might take you somewhere that you don't expect. But it'll be quite an adventure no matter what. So, so let's do it then, man. Let's do it. Let's New do York, it. New York. New York, New York. New York, New York. What an adventure. Yeah. I mean, New York as a city is one of the most popular destinations for Swedes. Like, yeah. everybody from everybody that I know from Sweden that been to New York, like, literally everyone, right? Mm-hmm. They immediately fell in love with New York. They love it. Uh, I'm not even trying to downplay this and it means, you know what I mean? They they really fell in love in New York. They try they bring it in. They buy T shirts and they mm. speak for it forever, you know? Mm. I'm glad to hear you say that. Just being an American, being someone that's born in New York, even though I've lived here my whole life and I've only occasionally gone back to visit. Like I said, just being an American, I like I like the feeling. I like I get a good feeling once foreigners come to major cities like New York and feel pleased with with what they see. What do you think that is? Why why do you think that is? Is it uh, different environments in different neighborhoods, the variety, the yeah. access or the options to do that All is not that. really in cities like Atlanta or even in Sweden. I think it's all of that. I mean, first thing I guess that jumps at you is maybe the amount of people and the different types of people. And like we said uh, in that clip, there's so many different types of people, yeah, different walks of life. As soon as you see the city, basically, you'll see tons of different types of people. And I think that's just fascinating. It's different and it's fascinating. And plus, like you said, there's never really a dull moment it's a city that never sleeps right so it, it is man always yeah. something to do yeah. always a place to go and for me I think it's uh, more about seeing so many people and people are lives mm-hmm. so see so many different lives so, yeah. so many different perspectives that start making your head spin start giving you some thoughts so make you think a bit more yeah and uh, Sweden is compared to US or my hometown Erebro compared to New York is so calm it's so more relaxed and easy going and now you come into this environment that everybody's walking they try to hustle and hustling yeah yeah yeah. and and really 
in this tough fighting um, environment, and it can be it could be exciting, but I bet it could be overwhelming at times. You know, I mean, it's not your first time in New York. I know, no, it's but, not. Uh, it's not. So, it's not. I mean, you've experienced, and you've been to places like Tokyo and Shanghai too. Exactly. So, uh, still, I mean, it's. I never get tired. Whenever I've gone back to visit, and including this past uh, trip, I never get tired of seeing Mm-mm. the difference. Even Atlanta, like Atlanta's a big city, but even New York compared to Atlanta, it's, there is a difference there. There is a difference there. And I mean, we were kind of overwhelmed. We stayed at your friend's house. Yeah. Our friend's house, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, right off the bat, we tried to decide where to go. Just We had the rest of that day to just... You know, walk around a bit, uh, relax, enjoy ourselves. Um, but we, throughout the entire trip, we could never really <laughs> come up with a plan of what to do because there's so many options. We're like, let's go to Coney Island. Let's go shopping on Broadway. Go shopping in Manhattan on Soho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we we had trouble figuring out what to do. So in the end, I think we just sort of just walked. Don't usually do here in Atlanta. You know, like just walking in a city. Without really an address to go to, mm-hmm. it's also a um, way to bring it all in, take it all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of feel, feel the air, feel the speed, feel the feel the atmosphere, atmosphere big time, and uh, it's it could be tricky. It could be tricky. We decided to eventually go to the bar where mm-hmm. Arson is going to play. Yeah. And we looked it up, and there were a few options. There were a few options, and uh, but we decided to go to O'Hanlon's. O'Hanlon's bar in Manhattan. Yes, near Chinatown, I believe, near near Little Italy and such. Um, but we knew that uh, O'Hanlon's was going to be like one of the major Arsenal bars in New York City. Kerry, I want you to tell where we are heading right now. We're currently in an Uber on our way to the Arsenal headquarters uh, to watch the FA Cup final, the big one, against Chelsea. We are in New York and we are on our way to Arsenal's headquarters to watch the FA Cup final. This is going to be really fun. It's going to be a lot of people. Oh yeah. It's going to be a lot of people. And it is an important game for Arsenal, don't you think? Beyond that. <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna mask a bad season because it was a bad season, right? But it'll be nice to get that big up, stop Chelsea from getting the double. You know, uh, I have a feeling Wenger's gonna stay. He's not gonna go, but it, regardless, it's nice to get another trophy, and this will put Arsenal as the uh, most successful FA Cup winners. It's a lot of pride at the stake. Yeah, a lot of pride and a lot. Of, you know, if Arsenal loses, that's gonna be like really shitty yeah. season. Yeah. There's like no defense on, you know, there's not even like we are going to, there's not even like it looks brighter for the future or we still did this good. Uh, it's, it's, there's nothing really much good to bring from the season then. Or sure. what, what, what are the good parts that we can bring from the season? Uh. Nothing. What should I could think of? I mean, I like that uh, the last month or month and a half or so. With the new formation? The new formation, yeah. I like it. I like moving to three in the back. And uh, I see promise from Rob Holding, who's gotten more playing time yes. the past month. Definitely. So, um, 
and uh, you know Sanchez even like a poor season for him in terms of like is it gonna stay his relationship with the manager and all that he still puts up 23 goals I think in the oh, league yeah, so it's been amazing so, so. he's been really producing uh, it's gonna be hard for us to hold on to him it will be it will be but I still have a feeling that he would stay but with this title, I think uh, the, the chances are bigger for him to stay, to be honest. Sure, definitely. Uh, if you look at Chelsea, they've been very dominating this year. And uh, it's almost like they have full squad for this game too. Yeah, Arsenal, unlike Arsenal, we have some injuries. Yeah, we're missing people. Um, Koscielny is not playing. Yeah, we may have to have uh, Murdersacker playing. Mustafi, I don't think I don't think he's playing, I can't remember. But I don't think he's playing. Murdersacker will probably play like his first or second game all season <laughs> right <laughs> maybe even his last i don't know yeah. <laughs> um it's gonna be interesting man so um we will try to find a couple of arsenal supporters talk to them interview them see what they think about the season do they share the same opinions as us maybe we can have some heated discussions yeah. winger in winger out <laughs> what's gonna happen right um but let's go to what's the Oh, Hanlon's Bar. Hanlon's Bar, that's right. Hanlon's New York Bar. City. New York City. Come with us, guys. Before an important game like this, it's a lot of discussions. You look at your own team, who are fit, who are injured, who are suspended. You look at the players' form, what have they done lately. And you start discussing the season because it's like the last it is the last game of the season right yeah, yeah. so you start you start having these discussions and as soon as we entered O'Hanlon's bar I felt like a enthusiasm okay the enthusiasm in the air there was not that much talk I barely heard anyone really speak about the bad season so far for Arsenal yeah it was yeah. more about uh, it was more about getting pumped up for this game I this think. game getting excited for this game a lot of putting down of Chelsea too, but um, but I, and I think this is necessary for for any club. But whether you are to take Arsenal's example, whether you're Wenger in Wenger out, whether you like Ozil or not, or think Holding should start or not start or whatever, I think it's important that come game time, you can make your opinions heard. But no matter what, get behind the team, rally yeah. behind the team. And I heard a lot of people chanting Wenger's name, or chanting Ozil's name, yeah. I think, uh, chanting Murdersacker, yeah. uh, even though he hardly played this season. So I think that's really important. Everyone rally behind the team in this crucial moment. And everybody was also um, having chants against Chelsea yeah. and different, different songs uh, towards them too. And we were building it up. We were building it up. We were there early, so we got lucky yeah. to find the table. Uh -huh. um, it was this one lady sitting at the table. And uh, so... We joined her. We joined her. We joined her. And um, Kerry went and got us... Uh, Some drinks. Drinks. And we started to chant and sing along. <laughs>
after the final between Manchester United and Ajax, there were definitely mixed feelings. And there were mixed feelings among the fans, among uh, the players and the staff. And Mourinho got a question right after, you know, almost the first question he got at the press conference was, how do you feel about victims of Manchester and did you guys play extra hard for it? And um, Mourinho kind of explained in the best way that it felt like when the journalist asked that question, it killed immediately that joy. Maybe, yeah. I mean, because the players were really in a bubble, tried to not focus on anything else than just the game. And, you know, and Mourinho many times said, if we could get the lives back and not play this final, win this trophy, we would. He also mentioned that by, you know, almost like by asking this question, now we are sad. You know what I mean? Like you have something amazing, the joy in you. And then I go ahead and ask you, uh, how do you feel about the uh, victims? Yeah. All of a sudden you cannot really kill the mood, kill yeah, the mood, sure. you know, and, and it's very tricky. I mean, sure. it is, it is the, uh, almost day to day life we live today, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It is unfortunate that, uh, the mood was, you know, kind of brought down, I guess, but I think going into that game, everyone did have at least some of their mind on that attack. Even though players try to focus, they try to put everything outside away, push everything outside away. Um, I do think that before the game started, I do think it was on their mind a little bit, and understandably so. But it wasn't just them, it was everyone's minds. Yes. Everyone was... Even us. Even us. Everyone was shaken by the attack in Manchester. And uh, I'd say that's why it was fitting and not surprising that before that final and in uh, subsequent games after that, like the FA Cup final, yes. that there was very nice tributes uh, to the victims. I got emotional when I was at the bar and you guys just heard... Uh, the chance and the spirit and the mood and uh, I got emotional when right before the game there was this silent minute and you could hear and you will hear in this clip how the entire bar is getting quiet totally quiet and as soon as the whistle blows everybody starts applauding and chanting again and uh, in one way that's the tribute and appreciation that we are alive and our loved ones too, but also a um, respect to the victims and the, from from the attack. I just want to say it shows that respect, that love can go a long way because, like you just said right before in the previous clip, fans were all rowdy, yeah. yelling, and as we mentioned, there was <laughs> quite a lot of abuse thrown at Chelsea and yeah. their players. There was. A lot of drinking, a lot of revelry, um, but I was very, I was pleasantly surprised at how quiet and how completely respectful everyone was able to to be once the, once the time came to, to pay tribute.
what a great start to the to the FA Cup final. We're here at O'Hanlon's Bar in New York City, and man, Sanchez put that away. What, like five minutes in or so, but there was a bit of like tensions around that goal, wasn't there? It was, it was, it was. <laughs> I was screaming, leave it, leave it, leave yeah. it, and uh, Ramsey almost caught offside. Exactly, exactly. And Sanchez went and just it was a nice finish too. It was, it was a nice a finish, finish too. I was like. No way, you cannot call this goal off. It's a legit goal. It's a legit goal. It was a tense there, right? Yeah, like, oh my goodness. I actually like missed it. I was trying to, it took forever to get a drink because there's so many people. It's yeah. Like, it's great. There's so many people packed into this bar and everyone's great, great fans. But I was trying to get our, I was trying to get our drinks and uh, uh, I was just looking and then yeah. I heard this cheering <laughs> and then I heard everyone was like, no! Yeah. <laughs> we were like, we were like a couple of, People there and just jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping and then we were like, wait, wait a minute, is it a goal? Is it not a goal? And then and everyone stopped. And then once we realized there was a goal, then everyone. What a great start! Great I mean, start. I mean, it's almost like best game Arsenal played this season. I know. It's like, where did this come from? What's what's? I mean, credit to Arsenal, but also what's Chelsea? I mean, they don't let Chelsea build anything. No, they just immediately when Chelsea has attack. They slide tackle, they stop the ball. It's saw so even fun. Ozil doing a slide tackle on Hazard. That, that got a cheer. That was beautiful everybody. to watch, right? Wonderful. But the, the good part is also like we have a lot of chances. I, I don't know how many times we have, you know, chances off the post. Right? Yeah, I know. That's happened a few times. <laughs> and Especially at the beginning, right? You're right, right. Uh, oh, man, we're close. And we need that second goal to kind of go continue with that more confidence and kind of exactly. control the game a bit more, exactly. right? Because I feel like... Uh, Towards, like, towards the end of the game, the last 15 minutes or so, I feel like Chelsea started to find their way back into it some. Arsenal still threatening, but Chelsea started to find their way back in. And, I mean, with Hazard and Costa and, and uh, Pedro making score at any time, so we need that second goal to kill it off. What an amazing event, though, right? Like, oh, there's so many Arsenal fans here in New York, in Manhattan, that you know, really chance things oh, yeah. and you know. I didn't support. even know. Some, I didn't even know some of these chants. I know, right? A lot of new ones too. Yeah. New ones too. So whoever is behind this has done really good job. You know, it's really, really, really good job. And now we're ready to go in and cheer for Arsenal in the second half. Come on, the Gunners! Let's go! The best way to start any game is with high tempo, possession, energy and an early goal. It is, it is. That's why the first goal came so early and was so important. And we actually captured that moment, that confusion yeah. and the hope at the same time. Was it a goal? Was it not a goal? And you will hear in the background, I'm screaming, it's a goal. It's a goal. That's a goal! I'm sorry, but I was afraid for Arsenal to let Chelsea into the game. We had so many times this season where we've been disappointing. So I was afraid that, man, if Arsenal lets Chelsea into this game, it's going to be so sad, you know? Like, 
they score one goal and then they happen to score one more goal. Uh, I don't like that. I get those thoughts. I know. You're not the only one, though. Trust me. You're not the only one. We were sitting amongst plenty of other people that were nervous. I was nervous, for sure. Um, after that first goal, we were like, early on, we were like, hopefully Arsenal can run away with it now. Maybe yeah. score uh, another goal score soon. Score another one soon. But that first half, there were so many chances that hit the post or the Oof. bar or something that we couldn't put away. So you started thinking, we're going to let Chelsea back in yeah. this. And then as the second half wore on, Chelsea got back in it. <laughs> they did it, man. Yeah, even even was, the man down, too. Well, it was definitely a dive from Moses. But... It was. But it was, you know, good that the ref was right was not, there. Yeah, it was well spot. Because I could imagine a ref giving that as a penalty. Yeah. Being fooled by that. That was a good dive, I guess. <laughs> it was, weird it was a good dive. And the ref, uh, the ref saw it. Yeah, spot on. I have to say, though, Arsenal played... One of the best games I've seen them play this season. Like, they did not let Chelsea build up attack, you know? Mm. They immediately stopped them, and they were tougher, they were more determined, the attitude was right, yeah. and it felt like it was almost like a home game for Arsenal, where the entire fans are singing and, you know, contributing to support the team. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to listen when you're at a bar, it's hard to listen to the television like broadcast. It's hard to listen to the fans in the stadium yes. on TV yes. while you're at a bar and there's so much you know noise going on yeah. around you. But I just got a feeling just watching the game that I bet the Arsenal fans were so surprised by their team's performance. The Arsenal fans at Wembley were really making making an atmosphere out of it probably more so than the Chelsea fans I believe I mean kind of almost like what we did at the bar too right. in a very miniature way every time Arsenal went to attack and maybe missed the chance everybody went like oh and every time Chelsea had the ball we were chanting against them yeah. and um, it was nice to see that Finger made a change he put in Giroud yeah, yeah. and I mean the sub paid off get that assist for Ramsey and first I have to say that afterwards Chelsea were were tired Arsenal had the fresher legs um, but it's so nice to see in my opinion Arsenal can see that goal be so disappointing after Chelsea scored I'm sure we were all like here we go they, they're gonna come back they're gonna show that resilience Arsenal Arsenal are gonna disappoint us again but respond so quickly they got a, that winning goal so quickly after Chelsea tied it up and that had to, that just killed it. Chelsea were tired, sure the motivation were down. Then. And for us fans, it was only a matter of time and we were just waiting in for the final whistle to be blown so we could reach our hands up in the sky and just scream. That's the sound of victory. 
I'm here with Kerry and Curtis. We were like, me and Kerry was like, who is the guy behind this event? Who organized this? Who coordinated this? And it's Curtis. Curtis, talk about how long have you been doing the New York City supporters group here in uh, New York? Quite a while now. Um, we uh, right after, I guess, like after the the uh, 06 Champions League final when uh, when we got fucked up by uh, Barcelona. Um, you know, there was like a small group at one pub in, in New York City, right around the corner, and uh, we were just a small group, and we we slowly just started building it up, and we we just realized like we knew that. There had to be like more Arsenal uh, supporters in, in New York City, and and we did it. And at that time, it was just like, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot going on, and uh, we just kept it fucking going, man. Yeah. Dude, how how many how many members do you have? Shit, I don't even know. Um, There's a lot uh, of people coming out though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I want to say somewhere like, you know, I mean, the social media doesn't really count. Social media is massive, but I'd yeah. say like actual physical members, I'd say over a thousand, oh, wow. twelve hundred, something like that, maybe. Okay. So, I mean, once I uh, sat down here, we were sitting at a table with uh, with a lady, and she said that this is one of the main main supporters, Arsenal supporters groups in just Manhattan alone, even throughout the whole uh, New York City. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so Arsenal New York City is, we we now, we have uh, two bars in Brooklyn, we have three in Manhattan, um, and uh, and as you can see walking here on 14th Street, you know, uh, you know, we've got a few other bars that, that are kind of uh, spillover uh, when we when we have matches like this, and uh, yeah, I, I'd say that we're still easily... Uh, you know, still easily biggest in America. Close, you know, close with you know places like Boston and and, and things like that. Boston uh, doing great things, but yeah, like you know, I I still say like we were one of the first that really uh, I think properly organized it and probably did our own thing. Uh, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I mean, we 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 go to every Saturday we go and watch in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, it's a good crowd too. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Dude. I've never been down, but yeah, I look You're forward welcome, to it. Yeah, You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. I knew. Uh, is it Doug? Uh, do you know Doug? Well, I think Doug back in the day was the one who started Atlanta. Yeah, it's possible. Okay, yeah. yeah. Possible, possible. I think he might be in like Arizona now or something like that, but okay. yeah, so anyway. It's not quite the same as this. Not, it's yeah. very good, but there's something different about this bar. It's very special. I love it. But uh, tell me about, I saw a plaque on the wall about uh, Arsenal New York City Supporters Club at Emirates Stadium. Yep. Uh, so I guess like uh, about, uh, uh, I don't even remember what year it was now at this point, but uh, there was an opportunity that you could spend some money to uh, to have a stone built, uh, or, or like they in front of the armory. If, if you're over over at the ground, um, there's a bunch of stones. Some are a lot bigger, some are a lot smaller. But uh, you could uh, you could buy a stone and uh, and have it inscribed how you wanted it. And so at that time, uh, we just raised. You know, it, it's funny because I feel like at the time it was like almost 300 pounds, and so uh, and at that time, like the pounds of the dollar was almost double. So I think right. you know, collectively we had a small group and we raised about you know, we, I guess it would have been close to 600 dollars just to get a stone at the Emirates. And it's it's quite funny now because at the time we bought a white stone because we figured okay, there'd be so many red stones uh -huh. you get they'd get lost in, right. so we got a white stone. Nice. But funny enough, nowadays if you see it, it's all worn because it's like literally right. Uh, like right in front of the actual armory, the, sh the shop, and you can barely read it anymore. So like at that time, you saw it. It was it was quite it was really lovely, but uh, it doesn't look That's like that amazing. anymore. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Curtis, tell us your one of your first like big Arsenal memory that kind of gave you this passion to support the club, and you know, it, just tell us that story a bit. So let me see. Let me I see. <laughs> Longer than I care to admit. Yeah. Uh, well, so you know, I grew up uh, with uh, with family that you know uh, 
that were Arsenal supporters and, and, and West Ham supporters uh, from over there. Um, and uh, so from a young age, before you could really watch it on TV, I had, I had you know, grew up with both, you know, people sending me stuff. Um, and at a certain point uh, in the 90s, even, you know, again, before you could really watch it regularly, I said in the early 90s I was going to be an Arsenal supporter. Uh, but for me, um, it, it really happened around, I'd say, like, around uh, World Cup 97, 98. And it, initially, I remember at the time, people called me a glory hunter or whatever because we won the double that year yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But uh, it was good because, you know, we hadn't, we, like, one, it was, it was, you were around that World Cup, you were starting to see it on the TV that much more. And, uh, you know, I mean, Dennis Bergkamp was at the club at that point. And, and there was just something that was so enjoyably spectacular about his playing. And, and it was one of the signings that, like, it, it I mean, at the time, it, it felt like, uh, uh, I, I'm trying to, I, but, like, like, for years, we, we've just been compared to, like, never getting those, like, marquee signings. And when we signed Dennis Burkamp, everyone felt like that was something that was so special that, like, it was, we'd finally it gotten was. this player uh, that was just like Jesus Christ incarnate, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Arsenal didn't buy that player. Really. No, I know he didn't. Bruce yeah. Rios, yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, but like, so that for me was, was really that moment that you just knew that something incredibly special was happening at the club and, and it was just enjoyable to watch. And then obviously, you know, he, he played in the World Cup that year as yeah. well. And so, you know, I think for, for a lot of us on this side, you know, we just, we were seeing him and we were like, yes, this is, this is the guy. And, you know, those seasons that led, you know, following it were just, they were, they're really, really important. Really, yeah, so much fun joy to, to be man. a part of. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, you know. But at the same time, we've 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 suffered. But you know, it's like this season's been hard. I think for every supporter. Yep. Um, and the truth is, is that like no matter no matter what you what your club goes through, I mean, the truth is, is it, it can end up any way. You know, even last season when we looked at like you know narrowly taking over you know Spurs in the last day and <laughs> yeah. and and finishing second. You know, it's like. I think the internet like pumps the doom and gloom in you that like everything from politics to religion to football to everything yeah. in the world is so fucking divisive you can't yeah. you can't be kind of open with what you think like you have to be all or nothing and, and you know I, I think it's time for change at the club but at the same time I've never been like doom and gloom and, and whatever and I will never disrespect the manager whether or not like I think it's time for change or not yes, sir. I want to hear you touch on that real quick before we go into this yeah. game uh, Jess what do you think of the season so far as a whole oh shit yeah. um, you know I mean in all honesty I mean it's it, it's interesting I, I remember you know first match of the season against Liverpool and you're like well that was a bit shit but then suddenly out of nowhere it was almost like that was our only fuck up yeah. until until funny enough the match so I went I was over for the Watford match uh, it was yeah it was Watford uh, in in uh, start of February, and um, until that match, I'd never seen Arsenal lose in England, yeah. ever. Um, and uh, you know, we'd drawn a lot, we've we'd, we'd we, you know we'd won a lot, but I'd never seen us lose. And uh, that was hard. And and to be honest with you, uh, February against Watford, that was when when the wheels came off. We lost to Chelsea the following yeah. week. Um, th though I will say this, that loss against Chelsea, it wasn't it wasn't that sh like I feel like we beat them better uh, in the start of the season when we did them. Uh, then they beat us, but like I feel like it was just like the compounded back-to-back uh, -back losses, and then, and I feel like that just took, you know, just took a lot of momentum out of us, and and I a lot I, of pressure too, put a lot of pressure on the team. Absolutely, as well. yeah, absolutely, and and you know you you, you kind of heard it, you'd heard the the, the negative uh, 
I can't even say negative. I'm, I'm not taking sides on this, but like, he, he definitely heard the naysayers like yeah. suddenly have a reason to, to speak up again. Uh, and and I, I don't think that that's been good for the, for the club as a whole. Um, you know, I, I get people's opinions and their, their their passion either way, one side or another. But I feel like that's definitely affected the club. But you know, we went through that that hard that hard round. But you know, you look at where we were uh, versus this lady's turning Nick Pike, isn't she? Yeah, she's trying to steal it. She's trying to steal that bike. I can't tell. There is hers. I don't usually just. I'm just trying to watch there, isn't I? But anyway, um, but you know, so at a certain point, you look and uh, and you see, uh, you know, uh, you look at the the games that we we fought, and, and everyone said, well, if we had just played that way the whole season, you know. But the truth is, is that like football? I mean, you know, people have bad weeks and. It was hard to deal with, but uh, I mean the good part. The good part. I feel like you know, all of us have our unconditional love. You know, no matter what, we can Absolutely, always support yeah. him. This is like the true kind of type of loyalty. Absolutely, it's rarely seen. You know, even relationships, friendships. But when it comes to it, you know, like supporting the club yeah. or in soccer, you have really this friendship that you cannot bend. Yeah. And it's really nice to be here in New York right now. You know, looking back at the Watford game, but now we can't, yeah. we dominated against Chelsea, man. Absolutely, that, you know, we we were better team, man. and it was an absolutely convincing, convincing FA Cup win. Yes, you know, and and you know, just for giggles' sake, you know, I, I just say this: Spurs' best season, zero trophies; Arsenal's worst season, one trophy. One trophy. So. Yeah, yeah and the FA Cup is ours. Trophy that puts us most successful in the cup. Yeah, yeah we won, won the most. The most, uh, most successful manager in the FA Cup, uh, Arsene Wenger. And, uh, we won the most. 13. Cup, right? 13 Ar- FA Ar- Cups. Yeah, Arsene has. Wow. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah? yeah? Hey, so, Curtis, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. Man. Nice one, you as well, man. Take it easy. I'm uh, at Curtis Powers, or Curtis with a K, okay. or at Arsenal NYC. Let us know when a set will share. Yeah, absolutely. So, are you going to have him on it as well? Yes. Big thank you to Curtis for giving us his time at the end of the game. That's uh, at Curtis Powers with a K or like he said, Arsenal NYC. And uh, it's a great way to end the season. A tough season. I mean, there was a time, I think, in the beginning of the season for Arsenal. And once again, I know we talk about Arsenal a lot on this this show, but um, it has been so fascinating. It has um, been a very special season. Really, yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily for the best, but no. uh, a unique one. But I was, must say, there was a time at the beginning of the season, like the first couple months, signified by that victory over Chelsea, that 3-0 yeah. at the Emirates, where I thought, you know, this is a slightly different Arsenal. And I know people say that often, but I really felt like this is a different Arsenal, destroyed Chelsea, Um even times like again, I remember the Burnley game, the Manchester United game away, both games against PSG yeah. uh, in the Champions League, where Arsenal did not play very well and ended up getting something more. Still ended up getting something more than they deserved, and that that's what Arsenal's been missing for the last few years. So I thought, you know, Arsenal turned a new leaf, but once again, come January, February, March, uh, Arsenal just you know crapped the bed, um, but. You know, I I also was optimistic because Arsenal had a lot of injuries. Mm. You know, we were looking forward to see Welbeck coming back. And Phil Walker did good, but then he got injured and he was coming in and out. Same with Mustafi. Mustafi. I thought he was great the first 
five months or so, but then he got injured and he hasn't put in very good performances since then. And we've been waiting for Ramsey to get into his form mm. and obviously Santi Corsola yeah. not even playing the entire season. Uh, no, he got injured. No, yeah, that's right. I no. think he got injured the first game. The first game? Yeah. And barely played this season. And, uh, you know, the results didn't go Arsene Wenger's way. It was mainly because, according to me, maybe you, to the majority, because he didn't pick the right players to play the games. We criticized him to not making the right choices of players to play. I was very surprised that he could mix between Welbeck and Giroud. He could, you know, play with Chamberlain on the middle and then on the right wing. He could play um, so many different positions and players, you know, they're coming in and out that he didn't really get any continuity. That's what I think um, I caused the big issue that Arsenal couldn't get the points. But the biggest shame and the biggest, um, unfortunately, disgrace is the way they have treated us fans. The style of the leadership at the club that totally ignoring the fans' opinions and voice as it has been heard so much this season. Nobody have even come out and told us what's really going on with Wenger's contract. Nobody has given us any type of ambition or vision that this club is actually is. And for that, you know, we really need to look at what top players we have. And I remember you told me in the cab in, in when we were in the Uber uh-huh. that, you know, if it's something good that we're going to take with us is... Alexis Sanchez, not the greatest season, but still scoring 25 goals, be really good in this final as well. And I don't even understand, like seriously, I don't even understand there is even a discussion not or not to sign his contract. Like just give him the money. Right? Sure, sure. I mean, just give Alexis Sanchez the money. He's the one of the best players in Europe. And he's so important for us. There should be no discussion. No discussion. I agree. I don't know. I wonder if it's not just a money thing for him. Maybe it's because he senses the lack of ambition yeah. that the club has. And so if he's, you know, wants to be one of the best players in the world, he's not going to want to be at a club with no ambition, no drive for success. So that's, you touched on it, that's the biggest thing for me. You need to stop being content with second, third, fourth place, mediocrity, Champions League, round of 16. You've got to stop being content with that and really go for, really, even if you don't win the title, really go for the title. Go for the title. For an extended period of time, not just five months. I mean, it was a great joy to be together, Kerry, while Arsenal actually lifted this cup, while Arsenal's fans were singing, while Arsenal players were hugging each other, hugging Wenger, and even their joy how important this title is for the club in overall, for the mood, right? I mean, even it was nice for us that we 
that we supported, criticized, loved, hated, that we always been there for Arsenal FC throughout the season to at the end be the ones that actually sings, jumps and dances of joy. <laughs> to go outside to the bright light and just hear, you know, cars honking yeah. and people celebrating. Yeah. And the rest of the day too, man. Whenever um, Arsenal fans saw my Ozil jersey, and, you know, they gave me a clap. I gave a hug back. Yeah, you know, we, we, Even when I saw someone from the distance, we kind of wave at each other. <laughs> It was great, man. It was so nice. great. And we let, especially with the cars honking, we let everybody else know too. Even those that couldn't care less about soccer. Hey, Arsenal just won the FA exactly. Cup. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, that was fun. It was fun. That was just the beginning, right? That's like oh, yeah. the afternoon. Oh man! Now that you say that, when I'm thinking back on it, I can't believe that was just just the beginning, as you say, of that day, that excellent day. Full of soccer. Full of soccer. Full of soccer. Because uh, we kind of took it pretty chill. We walked around. We sat at a coffee shop. We went to some stores. We walked in Manhattan. And we also had a um, late lunch together. Yeah. And then it kind of it became a time for us to get ready to go to the next game. Yep. We had more, more soccer business to do that night. Yeah. That evening. Yeah. Harrison, New Jersey. And where did it start? It started at... Where are we right now? We are... Right now we are in the uh, PATH station. Transfers people from New York to New Jersey and back. We're on 9th Street right now in Manhattan. Then when we get there, it's going to be more Ripples fans too. Right now yeah. we don't see anyone except basically Carew. Right? <laughs> There's not a lot of people here at all right now. No, it's, it's pretty, pretty quiet, quiet and chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. kind of like it. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's very warm. Yeah, it is very warm. It's very, it's very, warm. Warm. It's very hot right now. Yeah, so well, we haven't still got any tickets. So we're going to go there. We're going to see if we can buy it right there by the stadium. If not, we're just going to get it online. Yeah. And just go in and enjoy the game too. Oh! Kerry, this is our train. Alright. This is our train. This is Alright, alright, let's go, man. Uh, we got off the Harrison station and we are facing the New York Red Bulls Stadium. Red Bull Arena. Red Bull Arena. We walk into it right now and we see oh, the logos, goodness. we see the name, and it, to me, it looks like a big advanced UFO man. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. It, it looks is. it looks bright. It looks beautiful man. It is. I mean you know remember once we uh did that Atlanta United episode and 
we mentioned how that feeling we got once we were just walking up to the stadium. <laughs> yes. We heard the crowd. Yeah. Announcers. I'm feeling that again right now. I mean, we are <laughs> like... Uh, on the left side are like tailgating, park, kids, families are playing the soccer. Around, yeah. yeah, and in front of us is like a bunch of people. And if you look behind us, there's buildings and people are also walking towards the stadium. And it's, you know, it's 45 minutes left and the, the, the mood is on top right now. Mm -hmm. And wow, it's going to be good. Tell me a little bit about uh, you and your Red Bulls. So... I mean, if it's not because we haven't made that clear, I am a Red Bulls fan. Yes, you are. Born in New York, still have family here. So I have, you know, was raised in Atlanta. Have uh, I have New York in me? I feel at least partially New Yorker. And pretty much as soon as I got into soccer, man, yeah. over ten years ago, um, and as soon as I found out there was an American league like MLS, uh -huh. and I just noticed that there wasn't a team in Atlanta, then I instantly saw a team in New York. I'm like, okay, I gotta support them. I'm from New York, so I have to support them just like as a default, right? Nothing yeah. like super special. It's just like I'm from New York, so I have to just to support the New York team, right? So, so I've seen you, I've seen you being on your phone, and usually you go on like MLS.com and you read news about the team every course, day, don't yeah. you? Yeah, of course. Any, anytime there's, especially if there's something significant going on, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I love the team, so I'm always following the team even though I this would be my first time coming to see them Ooh, live in New York the, so that's the top part man this the top part you know <laughs> you've been following me for so long and uh, this is your first home game at the Red Bull I know, I know. I know. but I've, exactly. I've always felt attached to the team because like you said I've always felt, kept up with the news and whatnot. all the team players everything let's hope for a hat trick from BWP you know who that is be WP. I mean, it's gotta be. It gotta be Bradley, yeah. Bryce, Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've already seen several people with his jerseys on. He's the name. He's the name. I mean, he, he's also been. Um, you know, he hasn't really had the skyrocket <laughs> career no. as like Sean Bright did for no. a long time in UK, right? Right. So it feels like Bradley has been. Slowly but steady, made his own name, and he yeah. is like a starter. He is the name for this team. Yeah, and he's the guy that we hope would score tonight. Of course, of course. He's ever since he's come to the U.S., he's finally become, in, you know, playing in a top division league. Uh, Whoa! You're good. No problem. He's finally played in a top division league, and he's the headline player for the team, one of the faces of the team. He's become the top team's top goal scorer since he's been here, even more than the great Terry Henry. Mm, so, really? Great Terry Henry, the great Juan Pablo Angel. But, so... I mean, I have... Um, I guess I uh, had Swedish ties, and Hasebake was the head coach for exactly, yeah. New, New York yeah. Red Bulls. So, you know, he... He, he was coached once this wonderful arena that we're so close to right oh, now so close to opened you, up man quick can you tell me about the season so far for rebels where are they the standings or you know how has they how are they done so, so far? right now they are uh, actually kind of average they haven't been up and down like once we watched them play in the atlanta opener oh wow that was beautiful too it was but yes. they i guess a professional performance they won yeah but they didn't play as great as we I've seen them play the past few years. Okay. And then I watched also the next game after that. Same thing. They didn't play very great, but they won. 
Uh, they're trying a new formation out, different from what they've used the last couple of years. Um, What's the but, formation? 4-2-2-2, uh, two, two, two. that's what they tried out. But since really? then, yeah, no, okay. I don't you know. Very very I, no, I'm very interested in that style. That kind of new, feels like new German mm -hmm. playing style, mm -hmm. right? I've told you, I love to play that formation on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't quite worked out. So since since the after the first several games, they've gone back to their uh, more used to, more comfortable 4-2-3-1, uh, which I think a lot of teams in MLS do. So, oh, man. Can you hear it? I hear it. I hear it. This is the buzzing sound outside the Red Bull Arena. Let's go get the tickets now, man. Let's do it. Let's Come do on, it. Red Bulls. Come on, Red Bulls. You know, if I was 10 years old, or even 11, 12 years old, and went to a Red Bulls game, I would be so much high on, like, joy mm -hmm. or happiness, you know? Because... Outside the stadium, they have activities for kids. They had free activities where one was freestyle. I mean, how cool is it to see these freestylers? They're extremely talented. Yeah. They do tricks that are almost unimaginable to do. And then right next to them, you have like different types of, you know, kick the ball in the upper 90 or the lower yeah. or hit it in a special way you get extra points right. like uh, me and Dia we would just be in line in line so and right. try to win the jerseys you know so right. yeah and you also had like one that's like a it was like taking a penalty but they had pretty much the entire goal blocked off except for the corners yeah you had to aim for the yeah. corners uh the one, like you said where they're like the different goals with different points so I mean it was a lot of fun I mean I wanted to we had to get our tickets and then walk inside because it was kind of close to game time I mean me and you want to even we jump in and in, play yeah, and, we and, <laughs> and we would be there were only kids but we you know we just wanted to stay wanted in line to, yeah I know but they were closing they were closing because yeah. yeah, the game was about to start which was good <laughs> but I mean like you said in that clip such a festive atmosphere outside again I have to say beautiful stadium the atmosphere had like you said tailgating yeah those activities for the kids people were just walking around kicking a ball singing chanting it was wonderful that's what i like with american sports not only the outside part of the stadiums but even inside yeah i true. really like i've been to nba i've been to nfl i've been to nhl i've seen the games and uh, it's a, such a hype before the game not only outside but even inside with that pumping music yeah. with people's excitement people buzzing talking almost like a loud whisper but it's thousands of people doing it at the same time right and uh, even in this game um they really put up a you know we kind of looked at each other while this song was playing and this song was kept playing for forever and i could feel like whole my body was like okay let's get this game going right I know. <laughs> it was Exciting. I mean, I can just imagine how the players must have been feeling. And I mean, Red Bulls players, they come out to this every other week at home. So oh, true. how pumped must they be, though? <laughs> I mean, still, when they, when they hear that one, man, you just want to go out and kick the ball. We got good seats. 
We got really good things. We're in the second tier of Pride by the Corny Flag. We got the entire field in front of us. We got the entire stadium, of course. And, uh, man, this is like what I would call like a, this is like a classic, not even classic. This is like a model of how a soccer stadium should look like. If you're not too big, if you don't have like 50,000 people that are going to come and watch your games, I would say this is the perfect size, it's intimate, and it definitely get their energy going. What do you think about the stadium? I mean, on the way over here, I told you, in my opinion, this is like the Emirates of MLS. Beautiful stadium, wonderfully kept grass. Um, I am saying, I mean, I guess I'm a little biased that's as a fan, right, but that's fair. <laughs> but even even I've seen heard other MLS fans say that Red Bull Arena is the most beautiful stadium in, in the league. So soccer-specific stadium in the league. Anyway, so. I mean, we as soon as we sat down, we could actually smell the grass. I yeah, never, uh, I never experienced that before. You know, yeah, I love the smell of grass. As a footballer, you know, as you've grown up with this sport, it's so nice. It's players are gonna gonna walk onto the field soon they're just hype, they're hyping up the Red Bulls players now red together yep New York is red Such an exciting song, just the players walking onto the field, <laughs> like the lights are going yeah. crazy, everyone's going crazy. But I want to comment on the uh, the Revolution fans there, man. Absolutely. You heard them at the end of that clip. and It was them. It was them, yeah. The chanting you heard, yeah. that was where the thousand Revolution fans that made the trip down from uh, New England. 
it makes me realize how important away fans really are. Yeah. You know, sometimes away fans, if they have momentum in the games, they are actually louder than the majority of the fans. Yeah. And yeah. they're really turning up. And it was fascinating to actually see that they brought in so much atmosphere to this game throughout the 90 minutes. It did. It did. I mean, to be honest, I don't want to say this as a Red Bulls fan, but we were actually sitting like on the same side as the away fans. Yes, we were. And so we looked over every now and then and it looked like a lot of fun in there. Around a thousand fans. It was wonderful that Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Revolution and the New England Patriots, actually brought down, again, I can't remember the uh, exact number, but brought down a bunch of free buses for the away fans to take, make a pretty much a free trip to New York. But what's really fascinating with American sports is whenever the national anthem comes into the stadium, that moment when she sings, sometimes famous artists, sometimes uh, maybe in the military, it's very powerful. I want to say very powerful. Um, everybody in the stadium pretty much knows the lyrics. But once the final part of the National Anthem comes, I think that's the ultimate climax, ultimate excitement about the game to start, you know? It's like the top, top, top of the motion that you really want the game to start. Since it's such a tradition at sports events in the United States, it has become a part of that hype. Yeah. And once that song hits the stereo, everybody knows and sings the last final part as loud as they can. Once that final part comes, you can hear the sound of the people's voices getting louder. Some screaming, some don't even sing. Ladies and gentlemen, this time we ask that you please remain standing and remove your hats. Presenting today's colors, please welcome the U.S. Army North Recruiting Company, performing the National Anthem of the United States of America. Please welcome Master Sergeant Mary King Messenger, premier vocalist with the West Point Military Academy Band. Take it away, Mary King.
got this opportunity that really comes rarely in life and it was over the memorial weekend it was Carrie's birthday weekend as well and me Carrie Kaylee and we met up with our old friend of mine in New York she stayed in Brooklyn so we got some chance to do some shopping walk around Brooklyn walk around Manhattan see different fields in New York and also really embrace the diversity and multicultural big city that New York is and it was really amazing to land in New York and just take that Uber to Brooklyn and actually see all of this in action you see so many people and there is so many lives and they are all in different stages some are happy some are sad some are some are angry and some are afraid but some are hopeful and a new path in life and it was beautiful the moment i saw you carrie oh when we actually met each other in brooklyn mm. Mm. yeah that was that was nice it was like uh perfect and we just pull i pulled up in my uber and there you and kaylee were and it was great this trip could now begin. That was going on in my head. I met up with my friends, and this amazing trip can now begin. And I have to say that it's rare that you get trips. I don't know about rare, but it's always pleasant. It never happiness never stops once you get trips that are just so full of all sorts of entertainment and all sorts of satisfaction. We also got to experience a monumental occasion such as an FA Cup final in an Arsenal bar in New York City full of Arsenal supporters and for two Arsenal fans that's wonderful we got to see the FA Cup final at an Arsenal bar in New York City it was just a wonderful sight to see so many Arsenal fans come together in this bar an amazing bar amazing fans amazing people and uh we have such a great atmosphere even however many miles like a thousand oh, miles or whatever yes, away yes. from london yes we can still enjoy it as if we were there at wembley ourselves it's really cool to grasp to understand the the width of the passion for one club not just in england but in us in new york in atlanta in all around the world that soccer do brings people together and uh, Going to the, this Arsenal bar, you know, after a long season, a lot of ups and downs, but mostly downs for Arsenal fans, a lot of confusion, a lot of uh, 
a lot of lack of confidence and and a lot of anger towards Wenger, towards the owners of the club, towards the players. They don't play with passion. They don't play with heart. They don't show that they want to play for a big club like Arsenal. And a lot of criticism for this team in general that is very unusual and uncommon. And me and Kerry have been talking about this occasionally throughout the Oscar and King Socket podcast show. Not that we necessarily want to do it, it's just the topic has led us to it because it's such a unique and odd situation to be in. And after losses, like Curtis said, the guy behind the New York City supporters group, that he went to the Watford game. And the Watford game was really a big low this season when we lost that game. We had a lot of times when we said it can't be worse, it can't be worse, it just got even more worse. So it was really like an amazing feeling and joy when all of us there were so hopeful and enthusiastic about this final to actually experience a, such a joyful moment to win a title. You know, it was like we all were like jumping and celebrating and, you know, the champagne was up in the air and we all were like just happy in that room, in that basement in Manhattan. And yet, that was just the beginning of the day. Oh, man. <laughs> and the, just imagine the the excitement that I felt after living in Atlanta my entire life, coming back to New York City, uh, which I've only visited every now and then over the past several years, to come back and watch one of my favorite teams, along with Atlanta United, mm. let's not forget, but one of my favorite teams that I've supported for over 10 years now, New York Rebels play at Red Bull Arena, a great stadium. It's just, I, I mean, it was amazing. I, I, I can't even speak right now. I can't. That's how amazing it is. I mean, it's cool just to take that train and any soccer trip you do, start going to the stadium and kind of figuring out with the waves, the transit, and also buy the tickets. See, all the activities and all that energy around the stadium it's really great. And after the National FM, the game started. And it started really... Uh, New England Revolution had one attack in that first half. It was within 10 minutes, I think. Yeah. And they got a penalty. Yeah. And we were... It was hard to see. They didn't show any replay. But it was a penalty. And they scored. So we were like, oh, man. You know, the entire first half... Rebels have the possession, they have the attacks, they had chances, they were closer to score, but it, it didn't come. In the first half ended 1-0 to New England Revolution. And I was afraid that, but throughout that first half you could sense the Rebels pushing towards that goal. You could yeah. sense the goal was surely going to happen. Yeah. And in the second half they started out quick with intensity and high pressure and immediately got that goal from Bradley Wright Phillips, all-time uh, leading scorer. Yeah, and we were talking, like, it's important to get an early goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Phillips didn't do that much in the first half. But this goal was a bit different. Came off of a cross or a corner or something. Ended up Phillips getting a rebound with his back to goal, and he back-heeled that ball in. Great sense of awareness. <laughs> 
nice classy finish from BWP. Yeah, yeah. I know who it is. I know who it is. And the goal was, you know, the starting of like the total dominance of Red Bulls. They had more possession. They had the more chances. And I don't think even the revolution really came to the offensive field at all in the second half. They had maybe one corner or throw-ins, but it wasn't more than that. And we, we were really like eager about getting a second goal, getting a second goal. Will a second goal come? They tried it so hard, you know? I mean... They tried it really hard. I mean, in the first half, even once the Red Bulls were down, the fans could sense that push for the goal. They could sense that energy. They could sense a goal is coming. So once the New York Red Bulls did get a goal in the second half, just imagine how amped up the whole crowd was, how quiet the New England fans suddenly got. And they just pushed on and on and on for that second goal, that winning goal that they knew was sure to come. And me and you, we, we started to be more and more, you know, anticipate that a second goal would come. We were confident a second goal would come. We were more like, okay, when is the second goal gonna... And I think I asked you at one point, what will the second goal mean to you? And, I mean, I said I said everything, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it would have been everything. It would have... Because I was thinking about this whole trip. Throughout the, as, we were watching the, as we were watching the game, I was thinking of the whole trip and how perfect it would be for the Liberals to get a winning goal yeah. and take home the three points and put an end to an amazing night. And so I was really hoping for that fairy tale sort of finish uh, to the game. And so you can imagine joy, not just I felt, but everyone in the stadium felt, except for the thousand New England fans, once Daniel Royer tucked home that finish. I, uh, man, I was, I was jumping on my spot, I was screaming, we both were like up in the air almost, man. We were like flying at that point. <laughs> The chance of, let's go Red Bulls, grew louder and louder right. throughout the rest of the game. Let's go Red Bulls. And it was like four minutes uh, overtime. Yeah, I think so. And we were like, where did the ref get this from? And it was four minutes long wait, almost as long as the game between Arsenal and Chelsea. That was a long <laughs> way for the whistle too. When will the whistle come? When will we enjoy and know that we won this game too? And... Uh, as soon as the whistle came, a big relief dropped off our shoulders as we knew that we won two big important games. Two games that we will never forget in our lives. Two games that gave so many memories. Two games that gave us introduction to new people. Two games that gave us friendship even stronger. It was really two games that meant so much for both of us in our relationship, but also individually to experience something like this in the United States. It was a day I'll never forget. And now every time I think of the Empire State, that is New York, I'm always going to look back to this day and look back to these two amazing games and look back to those memories. It really gave us the feeling that there is nothing we can't do and gave us more dreams to dream about and inspired us. And New York is a city where inspiration, dreams, hope, love, compassion, care, art, culture, 
it's all melted in, in one part and it gave us this feeling that we can even dream bigger we can reach higher and uh, that feeling is our confidence in us thank you thank you thank you so much really thank you so much for listening to the 20th episode of the all scotching king soccer podcast show Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from picture of New York and uh, I want to say happy birthday to Kerry happy birthday it's gonna be really nice tomorrow to go to the game thank you thank you this is all for you man and uh, that's it happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy Any words? Any words? No, no words. Wow. Wow. Over the top. Over the top. <laughs>